looking hard inside to Abo. Abo gets defenders off his feet, gets the layup, and gets fouled. Chibuzo Abo with his first second half basket stretches the lead to three, and an and one could take it to four. Abo hits another three from the left side. He's got nine in a hurry. Welcome, everybody, into Jay's Sports Bar. I'm Jay Tuss, and we got a special guest in a house. Shibuzo Abo, senior basketball player for the Boise State men's basketball team. First things first, how are we doing today, Shibuzo? Doing well, how about you? I'm, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you guys recently had a bye, mm-hmm. finally a little break from ball. What's different about a bye week than a game week? Um, you know, the season's so long, and it's kind of so much chaos that those couple of days, just a little brain break, it really kind of brings you back. And uh, we got back to practice yesterday, and we were ready to work, or I mean two days ago, and we were ready to work. And uh it just felt like we had a, a nice little break and we're all fresh mentally and physically and ready to go. What can you do during a bye that you don't get to do during like a game week? Is it just having an extra night yeah. off? Like what, like what is it? Um, Just doing whatever you want to do, really. Yeah. I mean, I was just chilling with my friends. I watched some movies, uh, started watching The Walking Dead again. So just like just a little brain break and just you know, kind of being a normal person for a second, a couple of days feels you're, good. You're a Walking Dead fan? Yeah, yeah. This is my second time watching it. I'm rewatching it right now. Okay. So, really good. Uh, like, a, I don't know if I, I'd call that a guilty pleasure or whatever, but what, what do you do away from, from, the, from the court? Uh, I'm a big movie guy, TV okay. guy. Like, I like watching shows on Netflix and stuff. Give, give me another one, whether it be a movie or a show that you... Uh... Uh, before that, I watched The Flash, and then I watched Leave the World Behind. Leave the World Behind was a really good one. It was okay. pretty popular on Netflix for a while. Okay, is that how you kind yeah. of unwind tonight or what? Yeah, pretty much. Go home. I got some recovery boots. So I put those on, get on my computer if I got homework, and just watch some. Okay. All right. Well, th- again, this is Jay's Sports Bar, so just having a little fun with this. Yeah. What is your favorite drink, your, your drink of choice? Um, you go any end of the spectrum, by yeah. the way. Uh, I mean, during the day, I'm a pretty heavy sweater during practice and stuff, so I'm always trying to hydrate. So uh, a lot of water, liquid okay. IVs, they'll save me all the time for the hydration. Um, I'll drink like – usually if I'm getting like a hydration drink, I'll get like a, a red Gatorade or a purple Gatorade. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there's this really good drink I get from Alverson's. It's a, I think it's called Bottle House Farms. It's a vanilla chai drink. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Chai or <laughs> yeah, chi or chai. Yeah, chai. That's that's pretty good. I like that one too. Okay. Yeah. So if if maybe in season, out season, I don't know what it is, but it, is there is there a drink out there where you know you're not you don't have to go to practice. Yeah. It might spoil your spoil yourself a little bit. What yeah. what is that drink? Uh, if I'm hanging out with the guys, you know, it's having a good time. Uh. I mean, I'll drink anything, uh, nothing with too many calories. Just okay. take a couple shots of something and get to it. <laughs> All right. Um, getting back to the court, you know, I know that you have a goal playing in the NBA one day. Mm-hmm. Is there a guy, past or present, you can pick, that you kind of model your game after? Um, Not really specifically because I feel like I kind of got to find my own path, but I will watch different guys and uh, kind of gain different things from them, you know, uh, being a shooter. Uh, not so much right now, but used to watch some clay, you know, some Steph, how okay. they move off the ball. Um, but just seeing how different guys make it and pave their own way, depending on the things they're good at. Um, I realize you kind of can't 
compare yourself to everybody. You kind of have to find your own way and realize you versus you, and you kind of have to figure some things out on yourself. Yeah, on your own. How about just somebody you enjoy watching then? Like, you, even if you're not trying to say like, I want to yeah. model my game after this guy. By the way, Clay's my guy because he went to Washington State. Mm-hmm. I'm a Washington State alumnus. Uh, barely missed his tenure there, but got to got to cover him as a as a professional or as a as a reporter there for a while. Yeah. But yeah, who, who's the guy that you just like watching? Uh, I like watching Bron just because you know it's yeah. a goat and he's still active. So it's kind of cool to see his legacy happening. But uh, I like to watch college basketball a lot more than the NBA just because it's so much more competitive and you know every night guys are fighting versus mm-hmm. you know NBA they have a really long season and guys are sitting out and some guys right. are just not feeling it one night. You know, I've always played with the idea of driving down to Salt Lake when mm-hmm. the Lakers are in town. Yeah. And just because I got to see LeBron. I've never seen him. It's exactly. a bucket list thing. I grew up a Sonics fan. Don't get me started because David Stern's a big jerk and took our team away. But um, I, I always had the fear of I'm going to go. I'm going to buy tickets. I'm going to go through the whole thing, he's and he's not going to play. play. Exactly. I totally thought about it this last week. Mm-hmm. And months ago, I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And guess what? He didn't play. Mm-hmm. So I saved myself some heartache there. And was able to see into the future a little bit. Just joking around here, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, you do a little more rest and recovery and, and things like that these days. Mm-hmm. Le- LeBron's doing this in the NBA at 39. Yeah. How yeah. insane is that? I mean, uh, that's a lot of work. I think I read it somewhere where he spends like maybe a million a year on his body. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a mistake. That's just yeah. a level of commitment, you know diet rest every night you know um when you're working not overworking yourself so he's been focused so being an athlete i can respect you know how much that takes what are the little things that maybe you have done to kind of tailor as you get a little older the minutes Mm -hmm. start to add up what are the things that you've kind of done to tailor your recovery process um i've always been a grinder you know since i was young uh and almost to a fault um where you know i've kind of hurt myself or give myself kind of lasting injuries with tendonitis and things like that. So having to tailor that back and move it back and uh, make my reps really count more mm-hmm. than the quantity of them. So that's something I've had to do. Uh, and especially me being a heavy sweater, I have to consistently hydrate. You know, if you watch me during a game, I'm literally <laughs> dripping in sweat every second. So every day I started with the water and I have to finish it with water. I'm just drinking water all day. When did you fall in love with the game of basketball? Um, I mean, did, did you pick the game of basketball, or did the game of basketball pick you? I, I fell in love with the game <laughs> of basketball, uh, for sure. It was just I love. I was one of those guys who loved the Balls Life mixtapes, you know, watching those high school okay. guys, and I wanted to be just like them. Um, and then I just fell in love with the process of getting better. Like, I would really just stay in the gym all day, and it was it was just what I loved to do. Were you always good? Um, no, no, I was not always good. Uh, I'd say I got good. I've always had size, which was, a, you know, is obviously a thing in basketball. But I yeah, said that, I got that, good. that creates an expe- expectation, though, not a result, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think probably around my freshman years when I started to get more skilled, you know, before that I was kind of a big body just going around. What was the difference? Like, what, what did it take when you were a kid to make that, that jump? And did you feel like you were different than, than anybody else in terms of your mindset? Um, 100%. I feel like... Um, you know, once you get to college, you know, you're, it's all the best players from their city, you know, coming together in college. But um, for me and my city, it just felt like I just had a different level of work ethic, you know. Um, school started at seven something. I was up five, getting to the gym, shooting before school, then going to class and everything. Then after school, we had practice. Now staying after practice, get my shots up, and then I go home, do my homework, and I shoot in the backyard. So I was really just addicted to it for a long time. What do you have to sacrifice to get to your level? And 
many, many moons ago. I played baseball, played it at a pretty, pretty decent level, I would say. Um, and I remember like Friday nights, you know, your buddies are hitting you up to go out and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be in the cages until, you know, batting yeah. cages until 10 PM or whatever it is. Uh -huh. And those aren't the things that are often, you know, glorified when you're in high school, right. but man, does it eventually pay off? So mm -hmm. like, what, what is the sacrifice that, that you have put into this and kind of given up to get to where you are? I think that was the cool thing when I was younger was just, I was just so in love with the game that like, it didn't really feel like. I was making yeah. sacrifices, you know. I had a girlfriend in high school. I hang out with my girlfriend. And other than that, I was in the gym, you know, mm -hmm. all the time. So it never really felt like a sacrifice for me. It was just like this is just what I love to do. Your path to where you currently are today has been anything but direct. Mm -hmm. Coming out of high school in San Diego, you go over to Lubbock. You yeah. commit to play for Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like? And, and how did it make you better despite probably not going exactly how you envisioned? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was good for me just because I faced adversity very, very early, you know. Um, I didn't really get a chance or opportunity or the coaching staff didn't really believe in me as much for two years. And that kind of, you know, made me want it even more. Mm -hmm. So I think that made me uh, more resilient than anything. In college sports, nobody's going to have a direct path unless, you know, you're that number one draft pick or anything mm -hmm. like that. You just got to have your own ability to keep going and find, the, find that adversity and struggle through it. And I think the guys who don't, find that adversity early, kind of struggle from that later. If they had it easier, they were a number one, you know, high school recruit and all this, and then they're not playing right away, and that's where things start to get tough for them. Mm -hmm. So I think um, having adversity early is definitely good, and I'm, I'm glad I got that. So when you entered the transfer portal, mm -hmm. what was that process like? How many people reached out to you? And actually, I'm going to start there before I go to the next thing. Um, I'd say entering the transfer portal is definitely easier uh, the second time around, just because the first time around out of high school, you don't really know mm -hmm. too much. You don't know what to look for. You don't know what to watch out for. So uh, the second time around, I definitely say it was much easier, but it was also a lot more pressure because I'm thinking in terms of my career, and uh, I know I only have one move, so I got to make the right move, um, which I really believe I did. Um, so that was definitely the hard part of it. There just was a lot more pressure for sure. So what was your first interaction with Boise State? Was it Leon? Was it a pass coach? That's probably when R.J. Barsh was here. So, like, mm -hmm. who was the initial point of contact for you that said, hey, you interested? Yeah, it was Coach Burns and Coach Rice um, out of high school. Um, you know, they had a pretty good relationship with uh, my high school coach, Coach Hopped. I have a lot of love and respect for him. Um, doubt he ever sees this or hears about this, but, you know, shout out Coach Hopped <laughs> at San Augusto High School in San Diego. That's my guy. Great coach, great man. But, uh yeah, they they had contacted me in high school coming out when I started to gain a little bit of a uh, little bit of looks coming from different schools, and they were one of the first schools to reach out for me. Coach Burns, now that my you're refreshing my memory because I do know that he was instrumental in this. Mm -hmm. um, what's your connection like with him? And he is just such a unique guy, man. Yeah. He has stories for days mm -hmm. about every subject out there. They're yeah. always entertaining. <laughs> And it's really funny because then I look at him on game day on, you know, on the bench, guys up. In, I mean, he is as intense as, it come, as, as they come, right? Uh -huh. He just has this beautiful balance of probably almost creating this friendship and trust. Mm -hmm. But also he can demand a whole lot out of right. you because he's built that. Yeah, the trust to be able to coach a player as hard as he does, that's, that's definitely what he's built. I really enjoy Coach Burns. So uh -huh. you're, uh, you're, almost, well, you're about two years into this thing here at Boise State. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, man, I love it. Um, I love the city of Boise. You know, it kind of gives me everything I really want. You know, there's a little bit of city with downtown, but also I love nature. Like, 
walking around, taking a little hikes. There's the green belt, so I can walk by that. Um, but in terms of basketball, Boise's great. I mean, people care about basketball here, so that's mm -hmm. a great thing. You know, you can't take that for granted. There's a lot of schools where they might be high level, they might be power five, but people don't care about basketball like they do here. So yeah. uh, I just love it a lot. The cool thing is, is man, Booze, I've been here for 12 years. I've had the chance to see this thing grow. Mm -hmm. It hasn't always been like this. And so there's a lot of contributing factors. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Boise State administration's done a great job. I think Leon staying here to see this through has been unbelievable. But tons of credit to the players on the court, too, because mm -hmm. you guys have won at a crazy rate when you guys are playing over at Extra Mile Arena. What is your favorite thing about game day at Extra Mile Arena? Um, I mean, just when you see that timer going down and you work so hard for this all the time, you know, every time you get to go on the court and showcase your abilities, it's a great feeling. But um, before game time, when you just you just feel yourself getting ready to go and you see the clock get down to 60 and that's when they let everybody in and all the students start coming in, you're like, oh, yeah, like it's game time. You have like a game day superstition that you can talk about. I, I get sometimes you don't we don't talk about superstitions in sports. I get it. So if you're yeah. one of those guys, fine. But is it like yeah. put your socks on a certain way? You got to look a certain way. Like what uh -huh. what is it? I try to avoid superstitions uh, as much as I can. Like especially if I notice something, I've been doing it for a while. I try to change it up so it's just so I can prove to myself it's not a superstition. I like that. I like that um, idea. But I'd say for away games, uh, I just sleep up until it's time for game time, pretty much. So we get our shoot around, uh, we have our breakfast or whatever, depending on what time the game is. Um, just go take a nap until it's time to wake up and start getting ready for the game. This is kind of a funny question. Are you, are you a good napper? Can, oh, yeah. Can, can you power it down? And uh, I'm a professional napper. Okay. Yeah. How have you, how have you honed that skill set? Uh, lots and lots of hours of work and practice <laughs> and dedication and sacrifice. I kind of joke around about it, but you're a college kid. You're playing college hoops. You're, you're going to school. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a personal life. Mm -hmm. It's got to be hard to slow your brain down at times throughout the day. Yeah, sometimes. Um, do you meditate? Like, how, how Oh, do you... yeah. Big meditation guy. Um, I started working on that a lot during the summer. Um, just working, you know, so much of being an athlete is also mental. So just trying to work on that aspect of my game too. Um, meditation came a, a large part of that. Like during some games, if it gets stressful, you know, during halftime, I'll take a couple, two, three minutes before I walk out, just breathe and meditate and then ready to go. Um, you uh, are from San Diego. Mm -hmm. The the San Diego State game earlier this year was awesome. Just, yeah. a, just a battle where you guys pull out a victory on your home floor. I'm definitely not trying to uh, put words in your mouth, but do you have a favorite game from this season? Whether it be due to the outcome or personal performance, whatever it might have been, yeah. do you just kind of look back and you're like, man, I'm, I'm going to remember that one long after my time at Boise State? Yeah. Um, I think New Mexico, just because that was such a good yeah. win. I mean, we're all just so happy after the game. Max had a 30 ball. It's, mm -hmm. it's really hard to win in there. Um, you know, Kobe threw the ball up the tunnel too. So it felt like everything was just <laughs> was just right when we won there. Um and you know, it, the the pit is a spot. Like everybody knows about yeah. the pit and everybody knows how hard it is to win mm -hmm. there. So we got a lot of respect from that one and uh, I think I'll remember that one for a long time. I, I think everybody probably remembers their first time walking into the pit because mm -hmm. you you know the it's called the pit. Yeah. And even if, even when you expect it, you walk in and it is you are you're at ground level, yep. and everything is below you. Exactly. I mean, there's like a couple like luxury suites maybe above you, but everything is below you. So it is truly 
just a pit where it feels like people are on top of you. And you mentioned Kobe throwing the ball up the tunnel. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just to explain that a little bit, they have this steep, long ramp. Apparently, only people, only like 10 guys have ever stood on the court and managed to throw the ball all the way up the tunnel when Kobe Young did. Yeah, yeah. He's he's with a great group of guys. I don't know who else has done that uh, yeah. exactly. but It's been around of, for a while. Only yeah. like 10 guys have done it. Uh-huh. And I was I was trying to throw it up there, but I was just joking around, <laughs> like running halfway up and just chucking it, just playing around. Because I didn't think anybody was going to yeah. get it. But Kobe got it, so that was pretty cool. How about um, maybe favorite play, favorite moment? I don't know if it's one of your, like, I don't even know how many times you've been fouled shooting threes, mm-hmm. a number of four-point plays. But do you just kind of have is – there, is there a bucket out there that you've got this season that, that stands out above the rest or or just a moment like that? Um, North Texas game definitely just because um, a couple four-point plays, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Uh, I feel like that should be some type of record in the NCAA. <laughs> uh, it's the most this season we know. Game. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool, yeah. How about the Fresno game? Yeah, that game was a good on, one Game too. on the line. You guys are on the road. It looked like you were just going to cruise to a victory. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you guys find yourselves down. Yeah. You don't even have the ball. And then Max pokes it away. Roddy finds you in the corner. You get a little redo and right. game, set, Yeah, match. I mean, that was crazy just because I missed the first one. I'm like, that might have been, like, the only opportunity we're going to get this. And Max just heads up play, you know, sees the ball and pokes it out. And Roddy hits me on a space when two guys double in. And I hit that. It's like – I don't feel like that shit play should even happen. So right. that was pretty cool too. How much have you just kind of do you how much do you say you're a grinder? Mm-hmm. How much do you just kind of enjoy this moment in the season? I mean, mm-hmm. when we get to mid-February, if you're an NCAA tournament team, this is like we're getting close to the point in time where you really like put on the blinders because yeah. it, it's go time. Yeah, it's real right now. But just enjoying it too. I mean, yeah. um, there's a lot of ups and downs in in the game and it's a long season, but uh you know, you always just realize live where your feet are and enjoy the moment because it's, it's always so fun. And even looking back, like, last year there were stressful times for me, and I look back and I'm like, man, those were great times, you know. Mm-hmm. So just enjoying every moment. Um, you know, every practice, this team is filled with so much joy. We start every practice with Coach walking in the front room and he starts clapping, and we all start clapping, and eventually we're all yelling and standing <laughs> up and just having a good time. So um, just enjoying every moment, really. All right. Um, speaking of enjoying, we, we got we got a little game we want to play here for you. Fittingly named, by the way, Boozos Cluzos. First off, what do you think of the name? Uh, I think that's great. Uh, like I, I was telling you earlier, uh, early in high school, like just a little wordplay on my name. People started calling me Booze Clues for a little bit. <laughs> I had a second Instagram called Booze Clues for just my friends and everything. So that's pretty funny. Did too. you watch the show? Nah, I never did. Okay, I, I don't know, know if you're young enough or not. A, it was a little I, blue dog, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Okay. Actually, you're probably too young for that show now that I think about it. Either way, I'm going to read off a couple facts about players on your team. Mm. And you have to tell me who the teammate is. All right, Okay. Cool. Yep. All right, so the first one is – uh, clue number one, if you will, the teammate that attended Isadora Newman High School, which is also the alma mater of Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning. Where is this high school at? It's, uh, I'll give you a hint, kind of in the south. Oh. Uh, hmm. Cam? Actually, that's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. In this case... Here, here. Um, I hear that this guy um, might be cooking you guys in practice every now and then. Doesn't play currently. Chris. 
Chris Lockett Chris, Jr. Yep, yep, what do you yep. think he's going to do next year? Oh, Chris, I mean, looking back, I wish I would have redshirted. Yeah. But um, not many guys can do what Chris is doing with his redshirt year. I mean, since he's come in, he's improved so much, uh, you know, just with his body and then just his pace of game. Like, he is, he's really confident. He's a good player. And when it comes time for him to play, he's, he's going to be a player that – People in Boise are really going to love. He's do, a high-level player for do, sure. Does he really present some problems for you guys in practice? <laughs> yeah, he's he's just <laughs> like me, you know, um, just so competitive, you know. Like, he'll get a bucket. Well, we do scout defense where, you know, they're playing, pretend to be the other team. They're playing their plays, playing like their players will play. And uh, we have to stop them for, like, 15, you know, 20 possessions mm-hmm. sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating when Chris gets a bucket and he starts talking a little trash. And then uh, comes down and gets another bucket and just keeps going, talking trash. So uh, it, it can get annoying sometimes, but it's just the competitive spirit. Okay. Uh, up next, um, this teammate is your only teammate who has actually already played for a professional basketball team, despite the fact he didn't even start playing basketball until he was 14 years old. Are they currently a player on the team, like eligible to play? Um, I'm going to go with yes. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I take that back. No, they are not. My apologies. They you are mean, not. They, yes. Yo, yo. What have you seen out of him uh, at practice? And I know he's got a, he's got a, some stuff that he's working through or whatever, um, but I, I've heard some good things. He played exactly one minute, by the way, for that professional basketball team. <laughs> but what, uh, what can you tell us about him? Uh, just a grinder, like – you know, when you have a guy who works, like there's a couple guys like that, Meadow, E-Man's one of those guys, when they work as much as they do, you know they're going to be good or just <laughs> just have a chance to be good just because how much they work. Yeah. Um, but also just imagine uh, like instant impact. You know, he's not even on our team yet, but just the joy he brings to practice every day and competitive spirit on scout um, just gives us great energy and gave, gives us a great look for plays. So he's he hasn't even been playing yet, and he's helped our team so much. Yeah, Emmanuel Ugbo. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Yep. I think so. You guys have a connection because you guys basically almost have the exact same last kinda, name. Really. I don't know why I'm just realizing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of look alike too. Like uh-huh. People say like they confuse us for each other, but I don't understand how we kind of look alike, yeah. but not really. He's a little bit darker. I have a lot more tattoos. So. <laughs> okay, uh, final one in this this fun game. There are four Boise State basketball players that played high school ball in the state of California. Mm-hmm. Can you name them? Andrew Meadow, me, Roddy Anderson, and huh. Here's another guy that at times in practice has uh, showed off his shooting skills, but. Not necessarily a guy that gets to play Sam Winter ton right now. Sam's my guy because he's a Mariners fan. Think next to Sam. Mm. Rhymes with win. <laughs> Vin. Oh, Vince. Vince. Yes. I forgot about Vince. Yeah, you got – That's you got, the obvious California one, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'll, I'll take three out of four. If you're shooting three out of four from behind the arc, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, so I'll take that. Um, a, a bonus one here. How many different ways have people said your last name? It is four. Uh, I, I feel you, man. My last name's Tust. Yeah. Everybody always wants to add letters, change letters. It's four. It is four letters. Yeah. Same like yours, but I feel like it's been said a number of different yeah, ways. It's a whole lot of different ways. And honestly, they don't really matter to me either. Any way people want to say it, 
you know, yeah. Abo, Agbo. Um, there's the Ebo tribe. That's where my dad is from. So that's why it's Abo because the G is silent. Really? Ebo tribe spelled I-G-B-O. So okay. that's kind of why it's that way. Okay. But, All right. Yeah. I feel like there's even another way that we pronounce it. It's so funny because I saw your mom last year at the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I get where you get your personality from, by the way. <laughs> uh, she was awesome. And I, I jokingly asked her, and she almost gave me the exact same answer. Yeah. And, I, and I just laughed at that because I was like, bud, you are good enough. You let us know how to say your name, and that's how we're going to call. It. That's how we're going to pronounce your name. Uh-huh. Um, and I just kind of laughed because she had the exact same way. But yeah. Abo, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it as long as they don't get it too far off, you know, it, it really doesn't matter too much to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shabuzo, man, you are a, a class act. Um, I can't wait to see the final couple of weeks of this season here on into the Mountain West tournament. You say you've watched a lot of basketball this year. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Mountain West Conference tournament? Like, it, it is going to be yeah. insane. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, so many good teams. And I think just, you know, how there's, you know, rankings right now with the Mountain West and stuff. I think once those rankings are gone, everybody's just playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, teams who mm-hmm. uh, might be at the bottom right now are going to get a couple wins and stuff like that. So I think it's just going to be a really fun time. You got a couple more four-point plays in you? Uh, I don't know. Just, just trying to shoot the ball, Win, win some games, get some boards. I thought I was done asking you questions, but I, I finally – I did remember one I got to ask you. Um, forever, I have told people, it feels like you shoot the ball better mm-hmm. when you're being contested. Mm-hmm. And people are like, that can't be the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And then in, in a game earlier this year, I can't remember which one it was, the broadcast actually threw up a stat yeah. where you're shooting like 51% when, you, when the shot is contested versus 32% when it's not. Uh-huh. How, how are you a better shooter when – somebody's up up in your grill trying to prevent you from getting a look at the bucket or whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, people started telling me that too, and I didn't believe it for a while. Yeah. And I forgot where, where we were playing. Um, one of the players, like, on the free throws line was like, you shoot the ball way better when you're contested. <laughs> I, I thought he was talking trash, so I was like, whatever, bro. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they threw up that stat, and it's become a clear thing. And uh, my dad told me to shoot the ball just like <laughs> – just like somebody's guarding you. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been shooting open threes better. So hopefully that fixes itself. You know, it's a cool stat, but not the best stat to have going. I get it. I get it. Well, Shabuzo, man, we appreciate it. Can't wait to watch you over this next few weeks and uh, see if you guys can go get a Mountainless Championship. Yes, sir. That's the plan. All right. For uh, Shabuzo Wabo, I'm Jay Tust. This is Jay Sports Bar serving the auto sports community.